Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Ben Yamkadain. And Tom Reid. Of the Believe the Hype NBA podcast. And you're tuned into the Earnestly Speaking Podcast, the show that takes more contested shots than J.R. Smith. Yeah, Earnestly Speaking Podcast. Let's get it. I'm a giant in New York, in Miami, carry heat. So much more in store, my product can flood the street. Opinionation Godfather, CEO. Puff in the late 90s, gonna see me blow. Oh. Got my hustle on, no imitation of that. Army of untouchables, opinionation staff. Never an off-season, homie, check the numbers. Heart driving my own right, supply and southern comfort. Earnestly speaking, my ego is well fed. Earnestly speaking, you're too feeble. No threat. See him like a hurricane. You're a mild breeze. Earnestly speaking, leaving Eli a dynasty. Shake. All right, on the line with me, he is the New York Giants beat writer at Metro New York. You can follow my man on Twitter at T-Bone8. My man, Tony Williams. Tony, it's been a long time, brother. How are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Hey, I can't call. I'm complain- I can't complain, man. I'm having a good summer. You know, it's really hot down here in South Florida. How's the weather up in New York, man? Up in, up in uh, New York, New Jersey. I'm in Jersey, and it's always hot in the summer. It's always bucky. It's always miserable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, you should come down here to Florida, man. It's like, what, 95 degrees today and with humidity of, of, of whatever, like, up, like through the roof, man. It, it, it is bad, man. And we're, we're talking about like 9 o'clock in the morning. We're not talking about the middle of the day. We're talking about 9 o'clock in the morning walking the dogs and like it was bad <laughs> I feel like I was melting today yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway um big story of the week of course um the Eli Manning contract negotiations um word got out uh, a couple when the last 48 hours that Eli Manning reportedly wants to become the uh, quote highest paid player in the NFL we've heard actually today that Eli spoke to the media whatever but he said uh, that quote that he that was nonsense that basically the, that you know that's not true um when you, but let me ask you a question, Tony. When you hear that uh, a couple days ago that Eli Manning wants to be, be, be paid the highest player player in the NFL, how does Tony Williams react to that news? Okay, yeah, I was saying that he was kind of upset about the report coming out because he had no idea where it came from. Uh, he, actually, he said pretty much there's a lie because he never said anything about that to his agents. He never said to any teammates or anything like that. He even got a, an angry voicemail from Father Archie left a scathing voicemail to his son about the whole incident because he thought it was true. And he let it kind of funny because he doesn't he doesn't act that way, you know, anywhere, I mean, in public. So, so to have his report come out that this kid wanted more money and only pay high, the highest-paid player in the league, it, it's a posture for his eyes because he never said that. Yeah, and, and not only that, when I, when I read all this stuff, I mean, and look, look, I, I get faster because I know obviously the – the uh, the public's reaction to the, to the news is like you know well Eli Manning what he's done in the last couple of years he's missed the playoffs for the last five years whatnot and I, I get all that and I, I've always been fascinated with people and people with, with, when they react to people other people's money like like whatever man it's not your money I, I don't get I personally don't get emotional about these kind of things so I don't really care but 
reading the tea leaves leading up to this point, it didn't sound like Eli Manning, based on what we've seen for 12 years. Yeah, I mean, that's my first thought. When I first heard the reports on, on, online and that saw on TV, I'm like, Eli didn't say that because I can't. I've been on the beat since 2008, yeah. and I've never heard him say anything, anything near as far as like a you know a, a hot topic button issue. This guy is vanilla. He is humbled. He never said anything outlandish. So I mean, to me, my first reaction like he didn't say that. That's that's preposterous. I wasn't even bad about him saying that. Uh, you know, well, him saying allegedly that you know that they don't be you know all that money. I did, I was mad because I thought that this this is a uh, bad report, erroneous reports, and just the headlines. Because he never said that kind of thing ever. Yeah, and not only that, it sat there for about two days before some, if we replied to it. So basically, the it's already out there. <laughs> so let's hope the the response gets the same amount of a uh, of a uh, you know uh, attention that the, the original report did. Um, now that being said, let's say that Eli and the Giants don't come to an agreement before Week One. Um, what are what are the alternate options for for the Giants, Eli Manning, going forward? Well, they can always talk uh, through the season because uh, his agent Tom Condon is one of the best in, in the world. Right. So it, 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 there's there's no problem as far as, as far as negotiation with Jerry Reese. Jerry and his agent and, uh, and Eli's um, team they have a great rapport. So it, 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 it'll never get you know it'll never get nasty during the paper. It'll always done behind the scenes amicably, and it'll get done because look behind Eli is Ryan Nassif, and the Giants will not go into next year. With Brian Nassar as a starting quarterback, <laughs> this will get done. I'm telling you, this will definitely get done. Will it get done before Week One in in Dallas? Uh, you know, the reports all say that it's doom and gloom and it's so far apart, which means in that lingo, it'll get done probably within two weeks. Yeah, that's how it always worked out. When it's always doom and gloom, it's always a set deadline. Everyone's saying, "Oh, they're so far apart." Within ten days later, the, the deal gets done quietly. So I, I would say it, should, it probably gets done before week one. If not, there's still no alarms going off. It'll get done eventually. <laughs> right, that's, that's a good point. Well, again, talking to Tolly Williams right here on Ernest Speaking Podcast. Um, biggest uh, acquisition for the for the Giants this offseason was Shane Vereen from the Patriots. Um, I you know as a Giant fan myself, I'm I was very excited about seeing Shane, Shane Vereen being uh, picked up by, by New York. Um, how has he looked at, at at camp so far? And do you see him as a huge factor in the Bob McAdoo offense in the second year? Oh, he definitely. It's, it's, he said that it's essentially the same offense around New England where for four years he caught 107 balls out of the backfield as a running back. That's impressive. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's sort of the same, same set offense. There's different lingo here and there, of course. But the same philosophy is having him down a third down and being that release the guy in the slot, and he's also a very good blocker and pass pro. For a guy his size, he can get the guy's check and protect the passer. So this is a big pickup because you have two thumpers who run very well in open field, and Jennings is healthy, Andre Williams. Now you had a guy like Vereen on third down who, who can get who get, get catches in bunches. We saw a last in Super Bowl against Seattle's Boston defense. Yep. He had 11 catches. He had five on the final touchdown winning drive for the Patriots. This this guy is money, and this is a great pickup for them. It's underrated. It's not getting a lot of publicity, but this is a great signing. And and this is based on the Patriots' offense and what they do and whatnot, the dick and dunk thing. And looking at Bob McAdoo in, in you know with his system, it seems it just looks like from from the onset like it fits perfectly. Oh, it's it's great because McAdoo has so many options now. I mean, they add Vereen, they add his old friend James Jones who played with him in Green right. Bay, right. who was a very good player. 
And actually, James Jones had a very good year last year in Oakland, but it's Oakland, the wasteland, no so no one knows about that. Right. He, had about, he had about 80 catches last year, so to add him now, Eli had a season core where, you know, it's hard to double guys. I mean, you got ODB, you can't double him. If you do, you got Cruz healthy and returning. Yeah, Ruben Randall. You have James Jones, and now you have Vereen. So it's it's going to be hard to you know to cover guys you know in, in that offense. So this is a great system. It's, it's so player friendly, and that if they want to go smash now, they have the back to do so as well. And people think I'm crazy when I say Eli Manning might be a dark horse MVP candidate. This is why I kept saying that he has a lot of weapons now. Well, Eli Manning, I I go on record saying that I've never really been a total Eli guy, but I will say though this in this offense. With this coaching staff and with this supporting cast, if the old line holds up, Eli is going to best his numbers from last year. And last year was sneaky good. Yes, he was. 4,000 passing, 30 touchdowns, and only 14 picks. That is a sneaky good year. After getting proved this year as well. Especially with a high volume passer like he is, he, he, remember he's a very high volume passer now. And, and last year he had to, but he had to by default because everybody was hurt. Yeah, uh, I mean, and then you add the fact they have some pretty good tight ends in there. They have, uh, you know, and they have Larry Donnell, who's actually he's still injured in Achilles, and still come back slowly. They have Daniel Fells. They have enough weapons in the offense, and and McAdoo calls enough pass plays to really put the pressure on defense and secondary. And if he like gets rolled and he gets protection. He has a lot of numbers this year. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, another another big storyline that's coming into the year, of course, the return of Victor Cruz. He, he missed most of last season with that big, with that horrible knee injury. Um, what's the timetable for his return? Be back on the field officially, and how does he look at camp? Well, he started to come along nicely. Uh, he started out very slow, of course, for the injury, uh, but he's coming along nicely. He's he's done a, a lot more a uh, lot more team drills. He he didn't do much last week in Cincinnati and in the joint practices and didn't play in the opener. But all signs point them playing Saturday night against Jacksonville in the Giants home opener in the preseason. But I would look for Cruz to suit up and actually play in that game. And now it all depends on how much he's allowed to. But he is looking better and better each day. Team on team, team drills. He is going against you know a pretty good secondary when healthy. So he's looking good. He's feeling good. And I would say that he that he gets he gets on the field Saturday night. And by the way, he's he's, he's got a lot of FaceTime on ballers on HBO's ballers. <laughs> a lot of FaceTime. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's, 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 that's not a good job on the show. I, I'm sure he does. You know what? He, he loves it. though. So, I mean, that's a, that show fits him exactly. Um, now, obviously, the Giants last year won six and ten, very disappointing season. But of course, the big story of of, of the year was the, the emergence of Aldo Beckham Jr. the rookie, who was now in the second year, of course. Um, he had a phenomenal season, but can you, with, with all the returns, of course, of Cruz, you know, Ruben Randall might have a big year. This is a contract year for him, of course. You know, they signed James Jones. You said Vereen, of course. It, could you see a possible regression from from Beckham just, just based on the, the additions the Giants have made this summer? One word, no. People don't realize he's doing that every day Right. That we can see an activity. Uh, this kid is phenomenal. And I tell you what, last year, teams bracketed him, and it didn't matter. I saw the game uh, with Tennessee and Jacksonville where they had they had their corner on top of him, a safety over the top, and a backer shading him, and he still gets 10 11 catches in the game. It did not matter. And I added a factor 
right now, you can't double much anymore because the offense is still spread out. I, I don't know how you stop him because he is a hard worker. He is humbled because I'm talking about his activity on the field. The kid is focused. He has a better starting cast than last year. And to me, this year, sky's limit. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hope it is. Um, what is the latest with Jason Pierre-Paul? As you know, July 4th, the accident, loses the finger, of course. He had he had a contract waiting on the table, which was rescinded by the Giants after the the incident. Um, he wasn't a franchise. Uh, he, he didn't sign his tender. Two-part question here. What's the latest on JPP? And explain to my listeners real quick how this whole thing works in terms of the contract. Well, first, there really isn't any news on JPP other than if you follow him on Instagram or Twitter, he did tweet out today that, or, or Instagram today that he's happy to be alive and blessed that he's sharing a, a birthday day with, with his brother at home in Florida. So he's, he doesn't really get at us at all and, he, and, and doesn't really talk to the coaches guys as much. He will now and then call or text the D-line coach none, and that, that, that's about it. Uh, teammates are, are very serious as, as far as contacting him and getting a hold of him. But so there really isn't much contact other than what you see on Twitter and Instagram. Now, as far as the contract deal goes, uh, he still he still has not signed that tender. The franchise tender is fourteen point six eight million for one year. Uh, he hasn't signed it yet. So until then, he is not really an employee of the Giants. Uh, but he's also not a free agent. So he's kind of in, in purgatory here or in limbo because he lost that big money offer of sixty plus million dollars. Right. And now he has to wait. Now he has to uh, at least pass the physicals. He won't do that, he said, until he's actually fully healed. So who knows? Right. Now, let's let's assume he's fully healed, let's say, week nine. Can he sign a franchise tender? Or how does that work? Because, I mean, he's not technically employed by the Giants, but he's also a free, kind of a free agent. How does that work? So can he play for the Giants in week nine, week ten? As long as long if and when he signs that franchise tender and there's no there's no deadline right now of doing, him doing it, okay. uh, he, he, can't, he can't play in practice until he signs that tender and that tender is not going to sign oh my goodness until he heals his hand so I mean it's, it's like a cast 22 where like he's either going to play for the Giants this year or not, not at all because the Giants are not letting him go to free agency and sign wherever he wants to go to so he's pretty much either set in find that tender when he's healthy and ready to play or not play at all this year so basically there's, there's no time limit on the tender you can sign the tender whenever he wants whenever, whenever they that's, decide to yeah that's right yeah that was correct. I mean, it's, it, the, the original child deadline for the franchise tag tender was July 15th, and that's the, it's the date. And that said that if you didn't sign your franchise tender by then, right. there's going to be no negotiations you know, for a long-term deal. So this is different for This is only right. either playing that tender for one year or you're not playing at all because the Giants are not going to let him go to free agency. Right. No and, way. Right. And as a Giants fan, I'm concerned with the defense because that's, that's my biggest concern, you know. Even with him in the lineup, it was a concern. Now, without him not being there, that's it's even a larger concern. Could the defense sustain itself? I mean, obviously, you got Spags back, you know, back as the coordinator, first time back in seven years. With Spagnuolo back in the fold, couldn't this, could this defense sustain itself without JPP? Especially after what happened last yeah. weekend with, with their tatter secondary. I know they added Brandon Merriweather a couple days ago. He's a decent pickup. But can the Giants' defense sustain itself this year to be, to be a relevant uh, football team? If we go by what we've seen in practices and the fact they have with the Bengals, I say that they're pretty, in pretty good shape as far as the pass rotation. If we go by the opener in Cincinnati where they kind of lackluster and kind of, you know, almost, almost emotion, as Fagnolo said, they might, have some, they might have some trouble. The thing is with this team, 
Spagnuolo loves a fresh unit out there on the D-line. He loves a good yeah. rotation. He always wants at least six, seven, eight guys on the field, you know, in rotation every game. And he has some young players that he likes a lot. He loves Demontre Moore. He loves Kerry Wynn. He loves Owa Odigazoa, the rookie. He loves a lot of young talent they have. And you add that with with, uh, with, and with Ayers Jr., who's had a tremendous camp. He's been balling out in camp, Ayers Jr. So there is enough healthy fresh bodies on the D-line to help offset JTP. Obviously, he's the best player on that defense, and obviously you want him back. But as far as the pass rush, the ends on that roster are pretty good. And then you throw in a kid like Devin Kennard, who will get turned loose this year at, at the same linebacker position. It, they have enough to hold, hold the fork down until they get a, get, right. you know, get the guy back. Right, right. Last question to let you go, man. Um, your personal prediction, um, the Giants. How does the season end up? Do you see them going win the, winning the division? Do you see them going 8-8 eight, eight again? Do you see another sub-500 season, which could probably put Coughlin out, out of a job? How do you see this season ending up for the New York Giants? All right. Well, I will say this, that please don't go by my words, because every year when I pick them to be good, they're lousy. So pick something bad. Uh, then. So pick something, for my sake, pick something bad then, so they'll be good. Lousy. <laughs> I just end up pretty good. <laughs> but I'm going, I, I'm going to... Say that they'll definitely get a sweep of Washington, like okay. they're a two-game division. Okay. They need to get a sweep of either or the Cowboys or Eagles to have a shot win division. If they can get a sweep of either team, the Cowboys or Eagles, then I say they win the division and they go to playoffs. If they split as they almost always do every year with Philadelphia and Dallas, then in basically the NFC, uh, the NFC conference, the race for a walk hard is pretty tense. I mean, there are at least you know two or three good teams in every division in the NFC, so they need to win the division to get in the playoffs. I don't think they're getting as a wild card, so this is a must. They must get a single Dallas or Philly, or probably both. And and all those teams in the division, like Dallas and Philly, they're they're in flux too. Like I know Dallas is still pretty good; they got the best O line football, in my opinion. But you know they lose Murray. Um, I'm sure they could replace him, but was last year a fluke? We don't know. Um, with the Eagles, they could be to me the Eagles could be as good as twelve wins. They could be as bad as six wins with with, with Bradford. No depends on his health. So the Giants have an opportunity here, in my opinion, to really make some noise. I think they're gonna, they're, they're gonna rely a lot on their offense this year because they have a lot of weapons this year. Um, their defense, of course, that's the question mark for me. I still say nine and seven, ten and six I could be. Could be. Was that? <laughs> no, I said definitely. I, I agree with that because I, I can see them being, you know, either a, a six and ten outfit again, or they can go ten and six. I mean, I think it all comes down to their four games against Dallas and Philadelphia, and they can get them, they get a super two. They're in the driver's seat and they're one division. Uh, if they get that split as they almost do every year, then it gets a little tough for them because the wild car race is really tight. But they'll need to put a point on the board uh, every week because last year they had about 23 a game. They'll need to get about 28 a game at least to get, you know, in the games here. So if their offense is clicking and their defense is just manageable, they'll have a very good shot of, uh, you know, at least one division. Once again, you can follow my man Tony Williams at T-Bone8 on Twitter. All his great work at Metro New York. He's the New York Giants beat writer as well as the New York Knicks as well, too. Tony, thanks for coming to the podcast. We'll talk to you very soon, definitely, okay? Any, anytime, brother. All right, I right, appreciate you take, it. All right, you take it easy,
What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.